call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. What's going on, y'all? It's Jody B. And thank you for tuning in to the Po Boys Podcast. Now this week I'm sitting down having a conversation with Ray from over at the Naked Porch Podcast. Now I just met this fucking dude, and he seems like a cool cat. And we just chatted up about some bullshit. We talk about some podcasts, some different things. I tell him about the time I got shot in the head. So that's fun if you didn't know that story already. And uh, yeah, man. Just people meeting people, telling their stories and whatnot. So, y'all sit back and relax and enjoy episode eight of the Po Boys podcast. You bunch of motherfuckers. <laughs> Here now. You got love trouble. You got a bad woman you can't control. I got this. So what is your show? Is it wrestling? What are you talking about? Mostly. I think, see, originally what was supposed to happen is I got a good friend of mine. You know, growing up in a trailer park, we've had some, some discussions already about shit like this. It's different, man. You get a lot of different life experiences. You, uh, you see things at an early age. You basically grow up fast. And, uh. It's funny because a lot of things like in those living environments that not a lot of people experience. Mm, I agree. To shed a little light. Like, do you listen to, uh, you listen to the church of what's happening now with Joey Diaz by chance? No, not really. I love him when he's on Rogan. I love his comedy, but his podcast is too, I don't know. There's something about it. I, it just drives me crazy. I'm like, I can't listen to this. (laughs) It's, I think the original intent was supposed to be something like that. Because that dude's had a pretty crazy road, you know. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and I think it, a lot of similarities uh, with with people that live in that that low-end rent lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you pick up shit like that. And I think it's cool to shed some light on some of those stories, you know. He's got some of the most incredible stories I think I've ever heard as far as the... Uh, I guess it's just as far as, as a person in general. Like, you know, they're they're very crazy, very intense that, you know, it's weird. Most people would be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? But they're funny. That He's a very funny dude because of those things, you know? But again, I, I went to the church of what's happening now. I don't know, the few times that I've caught it, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I just can't get into it. I don't know what it is. Sometimes it gets a little preachy. I mean, Joey's, he's, uh, he's 50-something, you know? So it's... I guess when you get to being old on people, that's kind of the whole point, right? I don't necessarily mind that so much. I don't know what it is. It's boring and underproduced and underwhelming. I don't I don't know what it is. I, I, it's very weird because when he's on Rogan or Burtcast or, or Ari Shafir's podcast, I think it's great. I'm like, dude, this guy's hilarious. I, I can't wait to listen. Yeah. Then I go listen to his show and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is horrible. <laughs> I know it's terrible to say, but it's true. No, no, no. It's I, I get that because I listen. I don't listen to his show like religiously. Like I listen to Rogan pretty steady. I, I'm a Death Squad guy. I don't know uh, if you're picking that up or what you listen to too. But like just about anything in that vein, I'm pretty much into. I don't do a lot with uh, um, who's the dude 
with the fucking beard, and he takes a lot of acid and shit. The one of the oh, um, uh, oh, fuck it. What's his name? I know who you're talking about. I don't know. I can't for life of me. I can't remember because there's so many now that it's hard to keep up. But well, it's I, I, I know who you're talking to about. Fire <clears throat> the kid. I listen to them. So that's Brian Callen. To who? Uh, the fighter oh, Brian Callen, fighter of the kid. Uh-huh. They're okay. I, you know, I don't really like MMA or fighting, so I don't really listen that much. It's like, eh. I think it's, I don't know. It's funny because they have a really neat dynamic. They're just like a couple dudes hanging out. You know how you are with your buddies. Mm-hmm. I like that. I appreciate their their back and forth, and it just so happens that I'm into MMA and shit. Like, I don't do it, but I like it. So, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my thing. So, I, I tend to stay away from it. Plus. I like again. He's another guy I love when he's on Rogan, but I when you listen to him outside of that, he's this. Talent can be a little much. Like I haven't tried his. He has a solo show, and I haven't been brave enough to try it. I like Brennan Schaub. He's a funny dude. Yeah, they're, they're all good. Listen, they're all fucking talented. They're all, they all deserve all kinds of success. I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not sure for me. Yeah. So. So what are you listening? You know, to, Ray? Right? Like I'm just curious, like. I know you Ooh. seem like pretty I listen to a mostly indie podcast. So, you know, obviously Random Rob and uh, Horribly Awkward, God Shape Mommy Hole, FYFC Studios, so Fearcast, Fifth Cast. I listen to would be obviously Rogan. Uh, that's one of the first ones I started listening to. And then you got like Burt Cast, uh, Fitz Dog Radio. I listen to Fitz Dog, yeah. Um, He's Death Squad, I think, technically. Your, um, What's that? Yeah, but they're they're solo now. But yeah, that's the only that's the only person only show that I really dive into that was part of that scene that was part of that whole death squad death squad movement. Mm-hmm. Um, the red band a bit annoying. He drives me crazy a little I'm bit. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's like funny, oh, he's God. older. You know, he's. Kind I try to stay away from him. I mean, I like him again. I like him just fine. It's just not for me. Do you listen? You know, to, whatever. Do you listen to Kill Tony at all? I like Hinchcliffe. I'm on, on Rogan. Not a big fan of him outside of that. His yeah. comedy doesn't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't know. So what's no, been, not really. What's been going on with Rogan lately, man? He's had nothing but like these insightful, the smart brain people, and I feel so fucking stupid when I listen to those episodes. Like I listened to the Thaddeus Russell episode the other day, and I could hang with that. But really, see, then that's funny because my buddy JT from Savage Talk Podcast, yeah. he went on a tirade with me the other day about how he hated that episode, and that guy's such a cunt, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, whoa, easy there, killer. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was good. I think, though, I like when he has it on that talk about shit that I may not be familiar with, subjects that I was like, what in the fuck is he talking about? Did he like, about I'm- the divorce and the sexism and the shit, how all that works? And I was like, you know, he's, yeah. not, he's not fucking wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong but then he got into how there is no real gender uh and all this crazy shit and i was like all right you're fucking losing me here i don't know what the fuck he's talking about but again i wasn't mad at it it was just an intellectual discussion that i was like yeah i don't yeah i don't subscribe to this i don't know what he's talking about and he's got a highly ranked podcast which boggles my mind because i don't like i like it for that you know three hour window when i'm listening to rogan like oh this is cool somebody new you know what I mean? But I couldn't listen to that every day. I would lose my fucking mind. I'd be like, what the fuck is he talking about? You know? Duncan Trussell. That's the guy. So, Duncan is I haven't been obviously. That. Are you? You're an avid listener? I haven't been. Remember earlier I was saying. Oh, I was oh okay. I, I was going to say, I don't know how anybody listens to that. No, I, <laughs> I haven't been able to get into Duncan, man. He's too spacey for me. 
Yeah, he's very abstract, and he's got his own thing going. And he's, again, in his own right, he's brilliant. But he's just not, I don't, why are people listening to this? You know what I mean? Hey, did you hear that fucking Ari came back? I saw that. uh, One of the latest uh, Burt casts he was talking about, he hung out with Ari somewhere. Yeah, there's um, his his show, Punch Drunk, with uh, Mm -hmm. Sam Tripoli. They, uh, They did an episode. It's up. I haven't got to listen to it yet, but I downloaded it. Oh, shit, okay. That's going to be crazy. I bet he'll be on Rogan's then. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, yeah. I mean, he's always... Ari Shafir is weird. Like, uh, I was listening to his podcast for a long time, but uh, when he did the episode where he was talking about getting passed at the store, that's when I fucking loved this guy. I was like, whoa, that was an intense fucking two episodes that he did. I don't know if you heard those, but they were great. I just started his show, um, let's see really not that long ago um because what it was is rogan kept talking about um the henry rollins episode and I'm oh yeah a big henry rollins fan like i like his spoken word i'm not too big on his music and that's not to say i wouldn't like it it's just i haven't heard a lot of it i i, I know a little bit of black flag and i know the what's the one song the, is it loser no liar liar that song yeah and so you know i get i love his personality like fucking henry rollins is the shit the modern day renaissance man right like he's just carving his own path he's just doing whatever the fuck he likes and more power in him he's a fucking super smart guy super anti-social obviously but um again i didn't like his music that much other than liar uh he had a couple other songs that i thought were okay but have you done whatever. a spoken word, like his stand-up? You know. I don't want to call it stand-up because even he says it's not technically stand-up. Uh, I saw him on, on This Is Not Happening, and I've seen some of his spoken word um, events on YouTube where he's really just sharing yeah, stories, stories. Yeah. but like in a ranting, sort of high-strung, crazy way. It's so good. And I'm like, ah, dude, it's too intense for me. Shit. I can't. Oh, it's good, man. <laughs> love it he talks about going like the airport and shit like that and, and losing his shit hitting people with his fucking backpack <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. I, i've heard some of those yeah so i mean don't get me wrong it's great but he's a an acquired personality oh, yeah, like yeah, i could yeah, take yeah. him like when he was on rogan he was again he was great on rogan uh rogan's they seem to complement each other's personalities really well i feel like what happens is like if i he's not a guy i could take and listen to every day i'd be like oh my God, this guy's fucking yeah, droning on. He's driving I've crazy. I've listened to like a bunch of his shit like in a row, but I know that I've got at least one of his albums, and uh, they're good. You know, just to, to throw in with some comedy stuff, man. It's it's good times. Oh hell yeah! yeah so that Undoubtedly, the deal is is I didn't really even try Ari's show until I kept hearing about um, the Henry Rollins episode. So then I checked out his show, and I think I listened to probably like the last. 10 of them just the the last 10 that have been uploaded yeah yeah yeah. So it was like him and i think mark norman maybe big j oakers and the henry rollins episode, well here's a couple other ones the thing Bert, the thing Bert with the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the thing with ari shafir's show is the one thing that drives me fucking bananas is his monologues in the very beginning of the episode are so spastic and crazy and then then you get into the episode and it's great but it's just getting through that. In- I'm like, God damn it. Shut the fuck up and start the show. Dude, Bert's show starting <laughs> to get that way. Probably yeah. 10 or so. I've gotten to where I'm fast forwarding. And I didn't used to. You know where the- you know why that is, all right? I don't know if you're familiar. Laughable is another know. podcast app, right? The guy that owns it, his name is Ned. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Ned told Bert, they're like, look. Because basically, right, Ned reached out. We were talking to him a little bit. 
and he was like, yeah, I'd love to get your show on, on the thing and blah, blah, blah. And if you get enough people to listen, I can give you stats and feedback about how long they're listening, what they listen to, how they listen, all that bullshit, right? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. What? So through our conversations, he was telling me that, like, if you notice, Bert has changed the beginning of his show because I told him, um, you know, I've given him some feedback based upon what I'm seeing numbers-wise. So people are listening to the first uh, – they're fast-forwarding through the first 30 seconds. So you might want to talk immediately about something, then play the intro, and then – so that's why he's been changing it up. Or so Ned tells me. I've never talked to Bert, so I don't he know. He did do the last um, – I didn't listen to the one from today, but the one I think from last week, he did like a snippet of the show. He did the Ari Shafir thing where he put like a fake snippet. You noticed that too, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he hadn't done that before. I just he's done that a few times. Story, though. No, 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 no. He's done that a few shows, times in man. previous so episodes. I, I'm trying to. I don't really know like what the format's gonna be. Like, I did a, a solo the other day. I fucking, I fucking Bill Bird. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes <laughs> that's good too. <laughs> I think for self. me. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I'm coughing here. I think for me personally, uh, doing a solo wouldn't work. Since I would get bored, I need somebody to play off of. You know That's what I mean? What happened the other day? I just I just sat here and kind of fumbled with some shit and talked, and I'm long-winded. I, you ask me what time it is, I'll tell you how to build a fucking clock. Like it is what it is. <laughs> I ride around in a truck by myself all fucking day, and uh, I get very little, you know. And this new podcasting shit, it's it's basically grown people making this happening. You know, what absolutely. I'm saying? Let's call it what it is. Like there's there's big productions and shit. That's one thing, but the indie podcasting circuit is basically just there into and talking about it. I think I think that's part of it. Uh, there's there's another aspect of it too, right? So when you start, and I'm telling you from personal experience, right? When you start leaving that indie market, right? So we have noticing that you're getting messages from people that aren't other podcasters and aren't friends of yours, and they're like, "Hey, love the fucking show," blah, 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 and they're they're ranting off about shit and. A lot of times I don't remember what we talked about in the episode. Yeah. So they'll bring up something and I'm like, oh, that's funny. And then I'm thinking like, <laughs> fuck, did we talk about that? I don't even know what's going on. You know what I mean? And it's great, back to your but it's, it's also, what's that? Mm. I said, do you still listen to your episodes? Like you listen back to them? No, not really. I, I used to in the beginning, but now I just let it be what it's going to be. I don't obsess on it anymore like I used to. I used to be really like, still, I got to hear every little thing. Mad. And then I got yeah. so sick of hearing my own voice. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm not doing there. that shit. Yeah, I just, it's weird, man. It's, you know, you want to make sure that it's not dog shit. That's the, the focus. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's, there's definitely that. But, uh, by you know, we've been doing this two years now. So, and I'm the one that mixes down all the episodes. Yeah. So, I know pretty much the level of quality I want to hit and I can tell within the first five minutes if it's there or not. So I'm not going to spend two hours adjusting levels and let's cut this little section and then bring up the volume in just this little section and then lower this one. Yeah. Fuck that. It, it is what it is. I'm tired of spending eight hours on an episode trying to get it to sound perfect. So I've gotten to a point now where I'm like, all right, I know generally, <clears throat> excuse me, in the first five minutes, um, like just by hearing how we sound level-wise, okay, Chris needs to go up a little bit, Danielle needs to go up a little bit, okay, I'm at a certain level, I need to either come down or whatever, and then I'm like, all right, done, mix it, and then put it out, and that's it. And I've even gotten to a point now where, 
you know, like in iTunes and Stitcher and all those other podcast apps, they got the episode descriptions. Mm -hmm. So I've been testing it lately to see if anybody actually pays attention. It doesn't seem like it. So I'm not even going to be writing down what we're talking about. It's just Ray, Danielle, and Chris featuring if there's a guest. If not, it's going to be whatever because nobody reads that shit anyway. So what's the point of, you know, writing all these fucking fancy topics and nobody cares, you know? Right. No, I um. There's another show that I listen to. It's uh, the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks. I don't know if you've seen them or not. Yeah, WFOD. Yeah, I know those dudes. Uh, actually, Chris listens to them a lot. Like yeah. he actually he brought them up a bunch to me, and he's like, "Dude, you got to check these guys out. They're awesome. They're hilarious." And I was like, "All right, yeah, yeah, I will." And I never have. I'm just so bad. I just I got so many casts in my head that I, <laughs> I forget. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. What storyline's going on here, and who's the fucking the guy of the week? You know. Well, it's 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 more for me is that I'm scatterbrained. I got so much going on at all times, and I'm like, so for example, on on I run the show account on Twitter. We have such a I don't know two three thousand messages a day, and trying to keep up with that Fuck. is impossible. So. Yeah, it, it's crazy. So it's like when I'm saying two, three thousand messages, some of them, a lot of them are, hey, thanks for thanks for the follow or, you know, check out my shit, that kind of stuff, which is great. I don't you know, I get it. Everybody's got to promote something. Right. Yeah. Then the other side of that, let's say if there's five hundred messages that are fan based messages, people thought like they'll throw a little line in there and expect me to remember what it is. And it's and it's hard to remember everything. So I'm like, fuck, what, what is that? Like, what are they trying to say? Listen to your latest episode when you said it's just the line that they thought was hilarious. And I'm yeah, like, how do I respond to this? I don't know what to say. <laughs> just send them, just send them so now I'm stuck up. on that for 20 minutes, you know? <laughs> so, but then, I mean, again, it's a, it's a good problem to have because I, I love the interaction. I, it does make it feel worth it when you get some interaction. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is that Twitter is a full-time job. Then listening to podcasts and trying to engage with those podcasts is another full-time job. Because, you know, I want, I'm, uh, all, right. all right, let's go back a little bit, right? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, uh, when this whole Potter and family thing started, are you familiar with that at all? I am. Okay. I'm, I'm not a huge supporter of Potter and family. I support a lot of the pods that are in Potter and family, yeah. but the movement itself can suck a dick. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like it at all. I'm so completely be that as, parallel with yeah. your feelings on that, sir. Yeah, be that as it may, I'm the one that started the whole chat that led to the start of Potter and Family. So you can call me one of the founding members of this whole thing. And then it got all fucking misconstrued and crazy and filled with fuckery and whatever. I didn't know you That's were a pioneer, Raymond. Goddamn. Well, all right, so I'll give you a little history behind that. a big deal. Um, See, I just fucking what? met you, motherfucker. Like, it's nice to know these things. Congratulations. You know what? I, being, I don't. Being a big fucking deal, man. <laughs> no. Get the fuck out of here. Ain't a big deal. I'm just like everybody else, bro. <laughs> like Ari, Sha- Ari Shafir says, we're all equal nobodies, brother. Nobody's above anybody here. <laughs> I get up in the morning. I put my motherfucking pants on just like you. One leg at a time. One leg at a time, man. But then so, after my pants are on, I make gold records. <laughs> right. See? Now he stopped. So what happened was... Um, I was really supportive of this band, St. Diablo. I still am. Love those guys. Really cool dudes. So they were kicking off this tour, and the singer, a guy named Tito, 
reached out to me and he said, hey, can you do me a huge favor? Start pumping our tour, man. I could really use the extra help. We're trying to get it out to as many people as possible. I said, yeah, not a problem. All these different podcasts, collectively, we have probably, you know, 100,000 followers, you know, collectively at that time. I was like, we could reach millions by this. That's a big so I got, them all in one, I got them all in one chat room and I said, hey, I got this band. They're going on tour. They could really use some extra support. Please help me do this. I'm going to be tweeting out some stuff. Just keep retweeting it and I'll keep retweeting all of your stuff, right? So win-win for everybody. Well, that goes on for about a day, and then that night, I went to bed, and when I woke up in the morning, they had already founded a fucking civilization, there was Potter and Family, there was all kinds of shit going on, I was like, what the fuck? So anyway, it wasn't finalized yet, but we all agreed on, look, let's just create a community of podcasts where everybody retweets each other, right? So if I retweet you, you retweet me, everybody wins. And I still think that's a great system. But then it became so much more. Then it was like certain podcasts were like, fuck that. If I don't listen to you, I'm not retweeting your shit. And I was like, "Uh, okay, whatever. And then it was like other people were like, well, if it has, I can't retweet it. And then I was like, all right. And then it was like, if there's nudity, I can't. And I was like, all right, you know what? This is getting out of hand. We want to create a chat app. We want to create a forum. We want to create a website. We want to create fucking Potter and family. I'm not interested in all this shit. You know what I mean? Right. I already worked. That's so crazy. Well, you know, I've I've just gotten into it, and I've yet to to involve with any Potter and Family shit. And it's it's not that the appeal isn't there, you know. It's just I had a buddy. I don't know how many of these other uh, shows in this little circle that I'm in you listen to, but the guy named Matt, he had a show called Passers By Podcast, which is I know him very well. He's a very good dude. I made my <laughs> oh shit. I think I listened to that episode actually. Yeah. Oh shit! It, I used to listen to his show all the time, man. Stance right now, and I he is. I feel for that dude. He is, and you know, I, I try to to chat with him here and there. He's got a lot of shit on his plate right now. He was my first like real contact with podcasting, and that was a little over a year ago. So I mean, he got me into this whole shit. He gave me the itch, you know. Yeah, no, he's he's a great guy, so, and you know what? He's one of those people. That when I was struggling with Potter and family, and I basically told them to go fuck themselves, he was right there. He was like, "Dude, I get it. I'm with you 100." Well, percent He's the reason. Um, you know, he did a uh, hot wings challenge, like a hot ones, and tried yeah, to I donated money. to that. Yeah, I remember that. So that whole situation with them was really fucked off, man. When he asked for some some retweets to try to get a little money together. And uh, they basically took him, and they were just like, "Well, you don't fucking retweet our shit." So I mean. Yeah, no. And he was like, well, I mean, I do the shows that I listen to, but what the fuck, man? I, I, I'm not going to just randomly, you know. And they were like, well, can't help you, kid. <laughs> and that just that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Because I hated, I hated that in the very beginning with, oh, I'm only going to do the shows I listen to or whatever. However, in this case, this was for fucking charity. You right. know what I mean? So That's- we're trying to make 500 bucks to eat some hot wings. You know what I'm saying? He was doing it for charity. So... I was like, you know what? This is a good cause, guys. Let's get behind this. Now, I wasn't even in Potter and Family at this, but I did retweet the shit out of that, and I did donate to that uh, uh, cause and everything to raise. What was it for the children's to raise? Uh, it was for um, like the children's food drive thing, Network right? or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember it thinking about feeding, that. I was like, this motherfucker is like, they really don't give a shit. And I was like, all right, it's cool. But again, that that's by then the membership. 
and the leadership of Potter Family had changed like five times over, and every, everybody's got a new idea on how they should run it. So, yeah. See, it uh, is what it is. Mike over at Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks started a campaign against them with Potter and Warfare. And... <laughs> is that where that comes from? Yeah, that's Mike from over there. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. Well, see, he asked me if uh, y'all were. So, what does FYFC stand for? Okay, so he sent me a message the other day and said, "Hey, are the, are the Naked Torch guys part of the FYFC, the Fuck Your Face Clowns?" And I was like, "Is that what that stands for?" <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I thought it stood for like "Fuck Your Face Cast," is what I thought it meant. Uh, yeah, you could use that as well. It's yeah. the same shit. And honestly, it's already moved it on to cast. And See, I've just discovered y'all through B-Rob, man. I'm just kind of like piggybacking some of his shows here and there. And I, I don't really, I don't pick up on everybody, but you guys seem like cool, cool cats. And that's, that's the whole reason I've been fucking chatting with you and shit, you know? I like certain folks. Same, and I'll, I'll yeah, it's the same back. thing with me, dude. If, if like be that motherfucker jody b and i'm like who the fuck is jody b what is he talking about so i thought it i swear to god dude take no offense to this but i thought he was talking about some chick i was like what is he talking about and then, <laughs> then i then he was like uh he, he asked me about po boys he's like yeah you know po boys and i was like no i don't think so and then all of a sudden it started to, like i'm slow so it took me like a couple days and i was like oh jody b and then you kept changing your fucking name so Instead of yeah. seeing like at Jody B five hundred one, it would have a few times, man. <laughs> yeah, but to me, like I'm, names. I recognize not the name. It's usually the picture, right. and then the picture even changed, and then it was this, and I was like, all right, but I don't know, following here. So, but yeah, I, I found you through B, B Rob as well. But to go back to answer your question, we were part of FYFC. We left FYFC. <laughs> I, I can tell you that story. Recently. That was the thing. I saw that uh, I had put you guys on my uh, my podcast list after the B-Rob episode, like the latest one. I heard that and added you guys. And then the feed went dead for a couple weeks. And it wasn't until oh, B-Rob said oh. something that I said, oh, yeah, like, what the fuck? And that was when I asked you about it. So that was. Yeah, he, he yelled at me for that because he goes, you didn't tell me you changed your motherfucking feed, motherfucker. You didn't change your motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I was like, I, so what happened was, I love those guys still to this day. By the way, don't, don't get it wrong. Animosity, or we uh, spread some beef on this sandwich. What's happening? No, nah, there's no. I overreacted to a situation, and I could have handled it better, but I'm glad it turned out the way it did. So, um, we were trying to build this network. I was trying to build this network. Okay, so I I contacted a, a few shows, and I was like, hey. Let's bring these guys on. So one of the people was, uh, so have you ever that, heard of a guy named Brian Scalero? I know. Uh, it, it sounds familiar. It's... He's a comedian. You'd know him. He's got a podcast called This Is My Podcast. And uh, great dude. Very funny. He does like a sketch comedy, weed-based type. You'd have to listen to it. It's you know very what? good. I just got, Check it out. I was thinking the Scalar brothers. That fucked me up. So I probably oh, no, 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 like no, no, not the that, voice not if that. I heard it, yeah. This guy, you would know him. He Back in the 90s, he was pretty big. He's been on all the late-night talk shows. He had his own. Be that as it may, me and him got really fucking cool, really friendly via Twitter. I'm all that shit. Yeah. So I found out he was leaving All Things Comedy Network. So I was like, oh, shit, opportunity of a lifetime. So I hit him up, and I said, hey, I don't know if you're looking to get back into a network or whatever, but 
here's the situation. So he seemed to be like, yeah, let's do it. Perfect. So fast forward a couple weeks, shit's not happening. I'm getting frustrated. He's getting frustrated. And I said, look, just give me another day. We'll settle all this out. I mean, when I say shit's not happening, meaning whatever. Questions weren't getting answered. Things weren't moving. Yeah. So finally, I reached out to Razor and Fear, and I said, look, we need some answers here. So finally, they answered the questions, and he was like, look, guys, I appreciate the offer, but it's been too long. Fuck it. I'm just going to stay on my own. So we lost that opportunity. Yeah. Fast forward, my buddy JT from Savage Talk Podcast, he's getting ready to launch his podcast. And I said, look, guys, I'll fucking coach this guy all the way. I grew up with this. Is, you know, help him build a show. Yeah. I'll do everything. You don't have to do shit. Just set him up, and we're good to go. So that went on for a while. So back and forth, back and forth. Nothing's happening again. So I'm getting frustrated. And one day, they finally sit down and talk to this guy. They announce he's going to join the network. I'm like, yes, we are fucking pumped. Now we're good. Now, So now I'm feeling like... Uh, motivated, like there's some direction. I'm like, all right, good. So here's what we got to do to make this bigger, blah, 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 blah. So fast forward a couple days, we're all in this group chat on WhatsApp. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a chat messenger. But we're all in WhatsApp. And Jay is breaking my balls. Like, you know how, like, um, you got an old friend. He's like, ah, you motherfucker, you know, you fag, you this, that. So I know it's nothing. You know, so that's just what we do to each other. We just break each other's balls mercilessly. And I said, "You listen, you Trump-supporting piece of shit, Floridian-living motherfucker." Got it good. <laughs> Maybe hurt his feelings a little. <laughs> no, 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 no. He he thought it was funny. He got it. He was like, "Ah, this motherfucker." <laughs> but the FYFC guys were like, "Wait a minute, this guy's a Trump supporter." And oh. I fucking lost my shit. No shit. And I was like, "Yeah, I lost. I just lost. I was like, wait a minute." You're telling me we all got to fucking agree politically to be part of this fucking... I quit FYFC and I'm out. And I literally, I left that day. That was it. We were no done. Oh, shit. So then we went, we went solo from then on. Now, again, if I'd have stayed in a little bit longer, I would, you know, it probably was a fucking joke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So well, that's yeah, basically what happened there. a lot of time into your shit, too. Or at least you, you take the oh. time to, and energy to, to put out a product. So, you know, you don't want well, to be kind of shit on. I can, I can in the that. in the end, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. I was in full business. Let's get this shit done. Let's start building. Let's make this an empire. Let's fucking all win. And it just wasn't that anymore. It was it was it was just chaos. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Weird. I'm out. Happens in politics, man. To get in there. <laughs> well, again, I think it was more me overreacting to a really mundane situation. I just really let it breathe a little bit. It would have been like, yeah, I'm just fucking around. But, but I don't know. Is, though, I think it was just so many other things were brewing in the background. Here's, and here's the deal, though, man. I don't I don't know shit about your background except the little bit that we've talked about. And, yeah. Uh, this is one of those things when you grow up in a situation, you know, where where you learn about shitty people early in your life. Oh yeah. You really get a talent for cutting through bullshit. And the thing is, is every once in a while in, in a situation, somebody will really show you their, their hand early, you know. And a motherfucker like me or you will will take that and realize, oh, it's going to be that kind of party. <laughs> like, other people might look past it and go, oh, he was just having a bad day. But I see that as, no, like, that was, that was him being real. And uh, 
this probably ain't gonna work. <laughs> oh, dude, hold on one second. Hold on, I'm just standing up right now. Yeah. That's weird. I can hear myself in the background. The saying is, uh, that's that's it 100%. It's that my bullshit meter yeah. is so, or my toler bullshit tolerance meter is so low that I can't, I, I just can't accept it. There's just something that, like. It's a red flag, man. It's like, okay, this can well, happen again later, and this is going to, I'm not going to keep holding my tongue to some shit like this. Like, let's just call it well, what it is, fellas. Well, here, here's what it is, though. I can, I deal with a lot. Like, if I know there's a direction, like, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm a team player. Let's make this work. Yeah. But after a while of seeing the same pattern, I'm like, oh, okay. So it's not really we're a team. It's more so just keep doing stuff for us. And, you know, yeah. and again, I don't want to shit on those guys because I really, I genuinely speaking, no, I, I love just... their think that when it comes to me, I'm like, okay, there's a time for work. There's a time for play. And I get we all fuck around and we're all breaking each other's balls. But this one came across as serious. Right. And I was like, Nah, I'm not dealing with that. Fuck this. Nah. And so I backed so, out. Now, again, I'm not even a Trump it's, supporter, by the way. I didn't give a fuck about Donald Trump. I think he's a piece of shit. But be that as it may, I don't think everybody's got to agree. JT no. happens to be a Trump supporter. He likes the guy. So I'm like, you know what? I don't agree with him. But you know what? We can coexist and, and still support each other. So and the whatever. And the thing is, is the FYFC guys, it's like they can feel that way. It's cool, man. We're just oh, yeah, on absolutely. the same page. That's all. That's exactly what my point was. Like, nobody gives a fuck if you don't support them or if you do. If you do, that's great. But at the end of the day, what does it fucking matter? It's not changing anything. So, right. you know? I don't get into politics, bro. I really don't. It's, I, I try to bid if I can because I know where it tends to lead. Like, I think that day-to-day -day life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They could fuck shit up governmentally that fucks up my day-to-day -day life. But in the end... I still got to get up. I still got to go to work. I still got to cook dinner. None of the shit. I don't have time to focus on all that. You know what I mean? just said that on my last episode, dog. Like, oh, yeah. It's, I don't, it's not my world. I'm in my own bubble right now, bro. I don't, I don't see it. It doesn't affect me. So should I feel bad about what's going on if I hear about some shit? I feel bad for a minute. But then I put my fucking boots on and I go back to work. Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Now, it's funny, though, because I often think, like, as soon as somebody brings up politics, like, we've brought it up a few times on our show. Mm. Shut down, dude. I just I stopped talking. To your last episode. I heard uh, Chris getting off the religion shit and all that, too. That's that's a fun topic. <laughs> that's another I love the religious stuff. Buttons. Don't get me wrong, because it cracks me up. <laughs> that shit is hilarious, because if you're coming from, if you understand where I came from, we talked about it in a really early episode, right? I grew up in the Salvation Army Church. So my mother's a minister for the Salvation Army, and I grew up in that church. So I remember – I've told these stories before, but I remember growing up and singing songs, like the children's Bible songs. Yeah, I do too. Like, I sing uh, them all the time. I walk around the house, and my wife, she's uh, raised Catholic, so she hates it when I do it too. My wife too, yeah. I'm singing these horrible Baptist – like, if you go and smile <laughs> for Jesus, clap your hands and fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. kicking toys across oh, the fucking God. living room. Man. There's one – there's one we used to sing when I was a kid. It goes, stand up and shout it if you love my Jesus. Stand up and shout it if you love my Lord. I want to know, yes, I want to know, if you love my Lord. Now, here's the kicker. Yeah. So when you're singing this, right, you literally, when you say stand up, you stand up Jump and up. shout it if you, and you're clapping yeah. the whole time, you right? Stomp. Love my Jesus. Yeah. Stand up and shout it if you love my Lord. So in between that back down, you still want to know, yes, I want to know. So you've got to point to the person next to you. 
So on your right, I want to know. Yes, I want to know. Now you're looking to your left and you're pointing at that person. If you love my Lord. Yeah. So this was a kid. It was just something fun to do. I loved it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, so I was like, wait a minute. Um, so I, <clears throat> I asked, I said, you know, I want to know. Yes, I want to know if you love my Lord. How's it my Lord if everybody else has, says that too? Yeah. And they're like, well, he's forever my Lord. Shouldn't, shouldn't we say our Lord, Lord, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that, that got me in a little bit of trouble, but shit happens. Well, see, I, I didn't have that one as much. I had the uh, the alt-baptist. So it was like I had Pastor Steve with his fucking glasses and his T-shirt and his guitar. You know? Fucking playing the shit. And then it's... uh. Who's the king of the jungle? Who's the king of the sea? And in between that, you make noises. So it's oh yeah. So I pick my baby up by his arms and I'm fucking tossing him around the living room. And it's who's the king of the jungle? Ooh, ooh. Who's the king of the sea? Bubble bubble bubble. <laughs> Jesus. I love it, dude. My wife, she fucking gets so pissed off. She's like, "What are you singing? Ugh. Yeah, what are you doing?" <clears throat> well, I, you know what it is. As we get older, right? So like, as an atheist. I'm of the belief that there's there's something. What it is, I don't know. Is it God? Is it Jesus? Is it an elephant? Is it a you know, a speck of dust ago and just eventually turned into us? I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you, there's got to be something. We had to come from something, right? We didn't right. just appear. So, having said that, uh, we st- <laughs> we started going through all these Bible stories, and I started listening to what he was saying, and I was like. Oh my God! What am I? How did I ever believe this shit? This is crazy. So, if if you take, for example, in our last episode when we were talking about the ten plagues, right? So I never once questioned. I remember that story from when I was a kid, right? I never once questioned God's this all-knowing, all-powerful, all-being knows the beginning, the end, everything. He knows everything you're thinking. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Fucking God knows everything, right? Right. So, having said that. When all this shit was going down, so he could have, like, like I, I said on the show, he could have just snapped his fingers. Shit, and you guys were busting on him while he was telling the story. Like I sent you that tweet that was like, and Moses <laughs> said, "Let my motherfucking people go, fam." <laughs> he was like, "That's nah, right, bro. yo, that shit was lit." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Nah, that wouldn't be lit, that fam." Wouldn't be lit, fam. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, uh, that shit was fucking funny, by the way. I was dying because we we make fun of that all. Me and Danielle, when you know, because our we have kids that talk that way, yeah. And they're like, "Yo, that's lit, fam, litty titty, all this shit." And I'm like, "What the? F- what are you even saying? What does that mean?" Like, so I started making fun of it, and I would say, uh, instead of lit, fam, I would say lit famine, like you know, you're lighting starving children on right, fire, right. you know. <laughs> and then they were like, "No, that's not how you say it. It's just lit, fam." I'm like, "Whatever, lit famine." This and then, um, what'd you say? My lit famine, yo. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, what the other one was, uh, shit, what was the other fucking, damn, they've used so many slang words, I yeah, can't remember them now. Oh, Fleek and Ratchet. Right, you ever right. hear those ones? I do, yeah. So, uh, I used to go, yo, that's mad dope on a Fleek Ratchet hype tip, son. And they're like, no, that's not how it works. I'm like, it is in my house. <laughs> this, is, this house gonna be, you little motherfucker. That's you it. Don't know. You don't run shit but your mouth. <laughs> that's it. Taking it back. That's what I do. And my kids are like, no, don't, don't do that. I'm like, then don't talk like that. Make any sense. You're not speaking English. I think ratchet's a pretty funny word. I say that one. 
I didn't know that was a thing until I found out what it was, and I was like, oh, yeah, Ratchet. I've seen a bunch of those. Yeah, I do that all the time, too. I, I th- think I got those in the garage, and they're like, what? I'm like, Ratchet. You need Ratchets, right? Yeah, I got a whole set in the garage. Hold on. I'll be right back. And they're like, no, I don't need a Ratchet. I'm saying that chick was Ratchet. I was like, okay, what, is she broken down somewhere? Why does she need a Ratchet? I don't understand. <laughs> I think it's Somebody so mad. It I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do is to fuck with these kids. I but exactly what Ratchet means. I'm up to date. Fuck yeah. Damn right. I know a word. Shit. <laughs> recording this? I am. Oh, good. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that have sucked? It's like, oh, I forgot. forgot to hit record. My bad shit. I've done that, dude. We've had fucking awesome. All right. We had on uh, Stacy Brown Jr., right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a He won that, that TV show, uh, Finding Bigfoot. I think I saw that show. So he, you'd know him if you saw him then, because I didn't, I never saw the show, but we talk about Bigfoot and he hit me up on Twitter and was like, Hey, what do I got to do to get on the show? I was like, what? You're a Bigfoot hunter. Yes. We're doing this this weekend. So anyway, he comes on the show and I never used Skype before. Right. And so I'm, I'm getting in touch with every podcast. I know how do you use Skype? How do you, I got a guest. I don't know how to do this. So they're all giving me their various ideas. Right. And I'm like, all right, cool. I can't get none of that shit to work. And that's when I was telling you, I told my older son to come set it up for me. Yeah. He comes, does it in like five minutes, whatever. He doesn't make. <laughs> so <laughs> the first, this is when we used to record up in my bedroom. And the first hour we, no, first hour and a half we had him on. I never hit record. We were just talking. And I was like, we did the whole intro and everything. Welcome to the Naked Forge podcast. I'm Ray. And, you know, Danielle, Chris. And then we talked to him for an hour and a half. And I never hit fucking record. I was so mad. So now we get to the end and I'm like, dude, thank you so much. This was fucking hilarious. He told all these amazing stories down. Oh, my God. I never hit record. And he goes, what? <laughs> so I go, hey, I'm so sorry, man. Listen, can, can you hang around maybe like another hour? We'll just do a quick hour. Yeah, man, and the guy was like, hour. are you, are you serious? Off. I was like, no, I'm dead fucking serious, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> So he was good, though. He stayed around for another hour and a half, and we covered, like, maybe one or two of the same stories. But then he went through a whole series of other stories, and it was even – those were hilarious, too, by the way. They were fucking great. I was like, this dude is the shit. Still love that guy. And he's actually starting his own podcast, too, pretty soon. Nice. Yeah, he just wrapped a movie also with Tom Green and – I forget who else was in it, but whatever. Did he convince you? No, no, we told him it's crazy <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I was like, look, I love the idea of Bigfoot because it's cool. But at the same time, you know, it's bare. Like he tells us, he goes, I smoke a bowl. I go out, look around for Bigfoot. You know, I'll get to a little late in the evening. Maybe I masturbate. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> That's some country shit. You're, you're yeah, he, up in the woods, right? Well, he's in Florida. <laughs> and, <clears throat> but he said he, uh, he told me he's seen Bigfoot. He said he had a few Bigfoot come up on him while he was in the brush. He didn't move. He just watched them walk by. And I was like, all right, cool, man. I mean, we didn't call him on it, but, you know. Is it Bigfoot or is it Bigfeet? Bigfoot? I don't know. That's good. See, I didn't ask. I don't know because we were laughing so fucking hard. (laughs) That episode was crazy. But it was fun. It was fun as fuck. Man, dude, I was like (laughs) – but he was good enough to stay around for another hour and a half. So I never, I'll never forget that. That dude was awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's a he's a good sport, definitely. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah dude! I, he must have been like, "What in the 
fuck? I brought my A game and this fuck didn't even hit record. <laughs> you know, I think what it is is sometimes you get hit and you see the, the levels going up and down. So it just, you think that it's recording. Because I've done that a few times. Oh, hell yeah. Where I'm just like well, doing a test run or something. And I'll be sitting I, there thinking I'm recording and I'm just watching the meter jump. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, on mine, because I got the laptop. Uh, you know, the software's got the bar that's going across the screen with the little wavy lines and shit. Yeah. So when those are going, I assume it's recording. Well, what happened was I I did a test before he jumped on. And I was like, okay, good. And in my mind, I tricked myself because of the test. I, you know, it started. I stopped it, deleted the lines, and then I never hit record again when he jumped on. And I was like, oh, fuck my life. Man. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. But like I said, he was very cool about it. He was like, oh, shit happened, you know. So, whatevs. If I check in with him later and see if he found any big beats. Uh, you would have known. You would have heard about it by That's fucking news instantly. Now, man. We're only getting more people with more cell phones. It's like somebody would have caught a picture of that motherfucker by now. Well, we even talked about, you know, <coughs> excuse me. You know the story of Cain and Abel from the Bible? Is that the, uh, the brothers? Yes. Cain kills Abel, yeah. right? Because God, you know, we talked about this on the show too. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, Abel's up there in heaven with God, right? In the Bible. And he calls down to to Cain, and he's like, "Hey, Cain, where's your brother?" And he's like, uh, "I don't know." And meanwhile, God knows where where he is. He's just being dicky kinda, about it. So he's like, "Come on." Stabbed him, but maybe not. Maybe I don't know. He could have. He could be here somewhere. I don't really know. But so anyway, God's like, okay. Look, asshole, I know you killed him. You're going to be <laughs> banished from all of humanity. So you're, you're going to have to go and, and be on your own to wander the earth by yourself forever. Right? Right. So having said that, what the Bible then says, he went on to uh, Sodom, and he creates that town. He builds the sea kids. I don't know to who because there ain't nobody else in the fucking Bible, but right. whatever. He gets married, has kids, and whatever. However, the theory right? That prior to uh, Constantine, uh, do you know anything about the Nicene Councils? Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't think I know that one, man. Right. You're going a little deep for me. Yeah, we, we get into this shit. So during the during Emperor Constantine's reign, he decided he was going to unite the churches, north, south, east, and west. Okay. Okay. Because he's tired of the infighting. He's tired of everybody saying, "No, my Bible's accurate. No, mine's the real Bible. No, mine's you know all that bullshit." There was a lot of. So lot he tells of all these guys. Yeah. Listen, you need to come to – we're going to sit down. We're going to figure all this out. I think it was Rome. My name, I don't know where – you know, I could be wrong on that. I don't know where he went. It's emperor, whatever. They went to where he was. Sit on what's actually bibl biblical scripture. Right. Now, it is stated that he never edited any books out of the Bible. They just, I don't know, organized the Bible, okay, so that everybody's right, books all – we can unite all the churches and – Blah, blah, blah. You say again that he never edited it. I don't believe that. I think when you get that many people alone in a fucking room yeah, yeah, and they're all debating about the Bible, it's like, ah, you know, we make fucking, concessions. This you know? story fucking sucks. Cut that shit out. <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't really make any sense. This one, you know, ah, do we really need this, this part? One, that we'll just the fucked up part. You know. Somebody going doesn't make sense as opposed to some of the, the fucking real humdingers that made it into that fucking book. Oh, yeah, there's no – dude, some of the stories – I mean, I don't have to tell you. You grew up in church too, but some of the stories I remember as a kid, like, did you know that – are you familiar with the Apocrypha? Uh, I'm not. 
Come All right, ask your wife. She'll be able to tell you about it. It's a Catholic thing. I didn't know about it either. But basically, this is a series of books that were supposedly at one time in the Bible, but hence are no longer in the Bible, right? Now, the theory is, uh, again, from conspiracy, conspiracy theorists or whatever the fuck, yeah. those books were the ones that were taken out, were part of the books that were taken out by Constantine. During again, history tells us. About. Huh? During this council thing that you were talking about. Yeah, okay. during the Nicene councils. Now, history tells us that this is all bullshit. None of this happened. So, I don't know. Take it for what it's worth, okay? But basically, the books tell the story of a younger Jesus, where Jesus went into a cave, and in this cave, there were dragons, and they were very fucking loud, and he didn't dragons. He was a fucking dragon whisperer. Okay. He was like, hey, chill, chill. Now, this was actually in the Bible. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah dragons aren't real. So you can... Milan. He walked in and jabbed. Psst, psst. Yeah. There's another one. Um, oh, fuck. What were the other stories that I remember? God damn it. I did the show at some point. But I remember, like, all these crazy theories of the Bible, things that I had never heard. But uh, I was like, oh, what about uh, that they say was edited out was the story of Lilith. Do you know Lilith? Lilith. See, I didn't okay. really, I didn't do a lot of church, man. Like, there was a point in time where, like, a neighbor in the trailer park started going to church. And, I mean, there was maybe two years. I went to, like, church camp over the summer, you know, shit like that. And I got the guy. Oh, yeah, I did like, that, too. Youth, youth pastor shit. And then we would do, like, I don't know, half an hour of regular church inside with everybody. There was a band. So it was, like, the Alt-Baptist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well. Lilith was supposedly Adam's first wife. So you got Adam and Eve. Yeah. Lilith did not want to be subservient to man, so God punished her by sending her out, you know, banishing her, basically, whatever, to, to again, she's another one that was banished, supposedly. And so that's where <laughs> that's where fucking vampires come from. <laughs> no, no, You're blowing my mind here. So so Lilith, Oh, it's great, dude. Lily? Let's call, I'm gonna call her Lily. Her mama call her Lily. This first woman, she was like, "Nah, fuck that shit, son." I'm her yeah, she goes, son. "I'm not obeying this fucking asshole. So fuck him." He, so, but Eve <coughs> was the first woman, and then came Lily, or was Lily first? No, Lilith was first. She was before Eve, supposedly. So, if you believe two? in the okay, okay, no, well, you wait just a minute here. I'm trying to. So Adam, he gave a rib to make Eve. Did he give a rib to make Lily too? <laughs> Um, I don't know the answer. I believe they were created of the same clay, but it was denoted and that rib and they just uh, Lilith, bitch in half. yeah, Lilith would still be subservient, and she wasn't having that shit. She was like, "Nah, motherfucker, I came from the same dirt you did. You ain't gonna tell me what to do." And he was like, "Bitch!" And then next thing you know, she was like, "Bam, out." And then God was like, "Uh, excuse me, bitch, you can't go nowhere." So he tried to like. You know, he did a little game, curse dude. on her or something, and she was cursed to roam the night or, or some bullshit, and hence vampires, and yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> We're going to have to get into that. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking nutty. It's, it's nutty as shit. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, all that you need to know is that all of these stories, it doesn't even matter. Let's let's leave out all the other crazy Nicene Council. <clears throat> leave all that out. Let's just talk about the stories that are actually in the Bible. If you read them and you're listening to what they're saying, 
without, you know, your own prejudgments, it's still crazy as fuck. You're yeah. like, wait, what? What what did you just say to me? Like, really? It's still a translation okay. at the end of the day. Like, it's handed down over years and years and years of, you know, people. Well, let's language changing too you know so it's sometimes there's not words for words i know that sounds silly well, but just like no you're, you're i believe right. in spanish there's not a word for the word like you know uh i don't know if there is or isn't but so, here's the thing at the end of the day what it comes down to is translation right but more so uh i had a point and i lost it uh, never mind translation i can't remember what i was gonna say fuck yeah, but like I said, it comes down to translation. It comes down to stories. Because for the first, what, thousands of years before those stories were even written down, it was people tr telling them verbatim. You know, I met you in the street. I was like, hey, did you hear this? Did you hear that? Did you hear, you know? And then next thing you know, we showed our kids and their kids and their kids. And eventually we invented writing. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, let's write this shit down. A lot of traditions. Here's another thing, right? <clears throat> A lot of things we do in Christianity, we've we've taken from other faiths and practices like paganism or uh, witchcraft or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? We just well, took which, their which shit and we're like, to do. let's incorporate you, you this. People like it, you know? You take the best version, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's the point. Well, that's right, because when they were conquered, they were like, okay, you know what? Let's not make this so harsh. If we want the people to, we'll just make it part of our system. And they're like, okay, good. Works for me. But, oh, I know what I was going to say. I know what I was going to say. So let's say Jody B, Jody B, that motherfucker Jody motherfucker. B, was never at any religion. doesn't matter. And let's say I met you in the street, and I was like, hey, have you heard the good word of Jesus Christ? And you're like, what? Who's that? Yeah, tell me oh, about it. man, he's amazing. He, could, he did all these miracles. He turned water to wine. You know, he fed 5,000 people with fucking three loaves of bread and, and two fishes and you'd be like what that's crazy <laughs> and then i'm like right isn't that so cool listen you got to come to my church every sunday and worship him you'd be like no like i just said that's crazy yeah, i'm, good. I'm, <laughs> I'm go not doing that shit <laughs> yeah exactly Peace be with you motherfucker <laughs> you're like this no if nobody ever told you about faith religion or any of that shit when you were a kid by the time you were a full-grown adult like you are now, you'd be like, get the fuck. Are you get nuts? Fuck you know what I mean? <laughs> you'd be like this. You know I got shot in the face, right? right? You know that, right? So, yeah, don't tell me there's a God out there that's looking. <laughs> Dude, that's so crazy. That really was an adjustment. That was kind of the final nail in the coffin for my, my faith, if you will. Because, I mean, I had a pretty bumpy childhood with that. And, you know, I... I well, let me ask you this. Let me because I when I heard you talk about that, I was like, wait, what? And, and you were like, not only once but twice. But when you got shot in the face, right? And if you're not comfortable talking about this, I'm totally cool with not. But I'm just curious, was it like gang violence or something? What the fuck happened? A hunting accident. Oh shit! Yeah, I was. Uh, wow. So I went to a shooting range with my cousin, right? With my cousin. With my cousin, we was getting ready to go hunting, man. It was the first day. Didn't even make it to the goddamn deer stand. You know, it was the oh. first day. So we Shit. Fucking, we go down, uh, unload everything, and you, you usually want to shoot a couple times. That's kind of the rule. You know, if you ain't shot in a while, you want to make sure your shit is lined up. Okay. 
So we go down to the, the shooting range, and uh, we found, and uh, we got done, and we got ready to go, and my cousin took all of his shit and set it up on the hood of his pickup, right? Like his jacket and his boots and his uh, coveralls and shit. Yeah. And he laid his gun across it, you know, like a cushion, just kind of set it up while we got done putting the rest of the shit up. So I went and got into the truck. And I shut the fucking door, and when I did, all the shit started to slide off the hood. So he grabbed a hold of the gun so that, you know, it wouldn't fall off. And when he did, it fucking went off. Oh, shit! Yeah. Wow! And you got caught right in the side of the face? I, uh, it was like, like I was smoking a cigarette, so my hand was in, in front of my face. So, Fuck. it shot my middle finger off. And oh it shit! Me, it hit me right, I guess, to the right of my chin, right in the jaw. So shattered my jaw, and then out the back of my neck, and uh, yeah. And it didn't even—I mean, obviously, it didn't kill you, but <laughs> no. but fuck. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, it, thank God you're alive today, man. I mean, you can say that you you moved on, you got a wife and kids and all that shit. But goddamn, I looked up stats not too long ago, man. It was pretty trippy because I've really just not thought about it a lot. I've just kind of, it was just another thing, man. Just throw another log on the fire. No, I'm with you. That's <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like that's how I've always rolled. Up, you, in my entire life, that's how I've rolled too. Where it's it's always been. It's just all right. This is the next. This is the next thing. This is the next thing for you doesn't change anything we're still here you know so yeah and I, that's part of the the point with this show and my last episode it was like i think that that's an attitude that people like us have and the thing is is some of those stories are just crazy enough to share you know so i like talking about shit like that now because that's it's something that i've taken for granted as a story that just is something that happened in my life as another fucked up situation but somebody else might be in a, a similar situation and can know that, you know, whatever decision I made or what insight I might have from it and, and try to better their situation at least, you know. Well, it's, it's cathartic in a way, uh, podcasting in general. Like, you know, when you're, when you're even if when you're just joking around and having a good time, at the end of the night you feel like, fuck, that was fun. Okay, let's, you know, and then you, you did something. You had a good time. It doesn't matter whether you're just sharing a personal story and getting something off your chest or whether you're, uh, I don't know, being a, a jackass and just telling stupid stories. You know what I mean? Or but whatever it is, it's talking about chicks or, you know, yeah, whatever it is, you whatever you're, whatever you're getting out, are, it's, yeah. it just feels good. You know? See, like I said earlier, it's, it's like making friends again. It's, this is the way it is now. Nothing text messaging and, and oh, that kind only of about shit. It. This is people our age. It's the people that are playing right now are 18 to 40, probably mostly yep. white males. <laughs> That's what it is. As far I don't as know. The, the I don't know if it's mostly white males. The- Spanish and black podcasters out there, there are tons of them. You may not hear them, uh, I guess, as much, but they're out there. There's plenty. I mean, cause I know at least I can name probably 50 shows that are out there that I've heard. I might not listen to them all. Yeah. I've heard them well, at one time or okay, another. Let's take that out of it then. Because that maybe it's just I haven't seen a lot. But then again, maybe this is not on my radar. Be <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I like B-Rob so much. I I like, you know, I love black people. <laughs> Shit, mom. 
I've had black friends all my fucking life. That's just the way it is. I've grown up. It's it's almost like being in the ghetto, being in a trailer park, man. It's the same shit. I eat my fucking cereal out of a stand-up ass leftover Cool Whip bowl. I've eaten powdered milk on my fucking cereal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what it's like I to know. be poor. Yeah. God damn it. Well, at, at the end of the day, that's not a black or white thing. That's more you just love people. People are people. That's yeah. the way I see it. I don't really care if you're black, white, Chinese, whatever. You know, it makes no difference to me. Just a person's a person, regardless. Once you become an asshole, then I fucking hate you. Then I don't want to know you. <laughs> but outside of that, if you're cool, I'm cool. Everybody wins. You know, that's yeah. that's it. Well, what I was saying as I, far as like, make it's it's funny to me because I think what's going on now is since people aren't communicating face to face anymore, this is the closest thing to that that we're gonna get. And it's people our age. It's that eighteen to forty, the people that still want to interact with folks and maybe don't just want it to be text messages. Like they want to have interaction with other people. And you know. I think what happens uh, or happened, especially in New York, it's gotten so expensive to live or even just to do anything in general. Yeah, and the salaries are not there. You know, the salaries haven't gone up. So you're talking about you're, you're squeezing every last dollar you can into something. So where it used to cost you, you know, 50 bucks for you and your girl to go out for the night. And you had a few drinks and you had a great time. Now it costs you 150, 200 bucks in New York. What's I don't know where it is around you. gentrified the shit out of that city. That's the whole scheme behind that, right? Like driving the price up and like making Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not talking about New York City. New York City is a whole different animal. I can't fuck with New York City. I hate New York City. So we're we're outside New of New York, York City. City. We're in the suburbs. And it's but still I'm that just, kind of a situation where it's that expensive and everything costs Oh, more. fuck yeah. Dude, that's we're fucked off, right. man. To give you an idea, right, in Westchester County, that's where we are in Westchester, New York, it's the – I want to – the wealth, one of the wealthiest areas in the country. I don't know if it's the wealthiest anymore or if it ever was, but I know it's wealthiest. So everything here is built to service the wealthy or the upper middle class. So when you go out to a restaurant, if you've got you, your wife, and your two kids or three kids, you're going to walk out of there spending 150 200 bucks. You know, and that's just to feed them, and, and, and that's not drinks. That's, you know, sodas and food. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you go out with you and your wife to a bar, you know, a, a Jack and Coke will cost you $9. Uh, a beer will, uh, you know, it's it's outrageous. I mean, you go to, like, a dive that around here, too, you know, unless you just go to, like, oh, yeah. Bob's fucking bar, then you'll get a $3 draft beer. But exactly. Most of the places that are you have to go up to the bar and order your fucking beer it's like yeah this is seven dollar beer at least domestic but that's but that's the thing around that's here is that there are no bobs there are no mom and pop type shops where you could used to go and everybody knew each other it's all high-end places so when you walk in there you know you better have brought some money to, to spend here because it's going to be expensive as fuck well, that you know it sucks man it, it does and it doesn't because the average income over here is very good. But, again, if you're making in the six figures income, right, yeah. household income, you're still just getting by. Oh, you know what man. I mean? As where that same money anywhere else in the country, you'd be living great. That's fucking crazy. I mean, I think – I don't give a fuck. Our, I think our net combined here, I guess gross, whatever. Fucking together, me and my wife, we probably hit right around 70 and we're doing all right we're at like we're in that middle class like we pay all the bills and everything we're paying down some debt right now and we'd be doing pretty fucking good if we didn't have bills to pay you know like debt 
to pay down and shit. Like, we're both making pretty good money considering. All right. Here, in New York, though, know. with that same income, you couldn't live here. Right. And that's I mean, what I'm saying. Like, that's fucking nuts. If you have, you have what, a wife? Uh, you got a kid? One kid. One kid, kid two kids? Just one. Okay, so just one kid. So you need at least a one bedroom, at least. Oh yeah. I mean, that's that's assuming you guys are li- sleeping in the living room. But let's assume you needed a two bedroom. A two bedroom in New York, where I live in in New Rochelle, New York, is about twenty one hundred dollars a month. Fuck. That's just that's just rent. Okay, Fuck. you haven't you don't own that fucker. You haven't put electricity in it yet. You don't have your cell phone paid, your car payment, none of that shit. So it's insane if you think about that number. It's just rent. You know what I mean? Like, for example, my my daughter moved out of our house. She got her own place now, all the way up a fucking hour and a half away from us because it's the only place she could afford. Yeah. When we were looking around here, we were going to give her $15,000 for a down payment, a, a, like a condo co-op, whatever, whatever she could find. Right. So she found one that was literally a half a mile from my house. It was $68,000, okay? And it was – it wasn't – I wouldn't say it was run down. It was nice. It was fresh – but again, going into a co-op is if you know how co-ops work, you got to get approved by the board. If they don't like anything about you, they'll deny you and there's no explanation needed. So, we're looking at it the very next day the fucking unit sells. We found another one. Uh-huh. That one sold. So then we're like, "All right, let's just get an apartment." Yeah. So we go around looking for apartments and they needed she had her first kid was on the way. So we're like, "All right, let's go look and we you know, help your kids out kind of thing. We'll give you the first and last and we'll figure it out. So we're looking at these apartments and fucking one bedroom, $1,650 a month. And that doesn't include any sort of electricity, no extra amenities, just that. What is your minimum was, wage there, right? The minimum wage is probably ten twenty-five an hour, maybe. Okay. Well, I think. that's a little bit of a jump because ours is, I think, like maybe eight fifty or 9 bucks. Something like that. So I mean, it's not much considering. It might be, you know what? It might be eight fifty nine bucks. Uh, it might be that. Whatever the federal minimum wage is, we have the same one. So. Yeah. But I thought it jumped last year. I could be wrong though. I just I always wondered about like they say this the standard of living like that people get paid usually more that live you know like if you live in certain parts of California I'm sure like the a good minimum wage job is probably still. 10 12 bucks an hour it would have to be so like a mid-level would be 20 you know well here's the thing in new york right you can you can you can live on if it's just you on 40,000 a year you could live and you're not going to live well you're going to struggle your ass off but you could live but if you are making six figures like me and my wife are are in the six figures bracket right so if you're making that kind of money but you have a mortgage and kids and, you know, bills and debt and all that other shit. You're ass off yeah, no. every day. We're just like you and your wife. We're we make trade, a lot more money maybe, but we're struggling too. That's it. You're paying bills and keeping your head down and eating your motherfucking vegetables. And that's it. Taking care that's of kids it. and you know? shutting the fuck up. Because <laughs> that's all you can do. You can't, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like there's, for what we're getting for it and for, you know, What's around us, it's really not worth the struggle. We've been doing this shit for 20 years, and we're like, what the fuck are we doing? Now, again, we got a house. We got the podcast studio. We've raised our kids in this house. That's a point where it's like, I can't pay anymore, man. I can't, you know, you can't keep raising taxes on me. And then I'm like, fuck. So much money. 
Like, oh, dude. Bro, we got to figure something else out. Well, here's the thing, you right? So the average yourself. price of an average home we live in is an average home is $580,000 in Westchester County. Fuck yourself. Okay, so think of that number, right? Which means your average mortgage is 1% of that number. So now, again, we, we have a different setup. Thank God we were able to put some money down. So I, said, I want to say we – so our mortgage is roughly about – right? Yeah, yeah. So if you think of that number, that's a fucking huge nut to carry. That's a lot, bro. You don't need – plus electricity, plus cell phones and car payments and all the other bullshit that comes with life. But, you know, it's crazy, man. I told you a lot of shit on this podcast. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Like – it gives me perspective just to kind of see your struggle. Like, dude, if you, I think we talked about this on Twitter in one of our first little exchanges. If oh, I'm you, sure. If you saw what you could get here for $500,000. Oh, dude, I know. It would, fucking kills you me. You would shit your fucking pants. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. We went there down to, we go to time and we were looking at, that would cost we took two hikes fucking six-story basement garage backyard swimming pool like what the fuck dude 300k like, for that i'd fucking it would be Jesus like Christ. an episode of cribs ray like you would walk in and go are you f your fucking mind you gonna give me this Look at <laughs> dude we we went the last time we went to florida we did you know we did some real estate shopping which basically means we went from house to house with a real estate broker and we told them our price range and we figured, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to be fucked. We're going to outsmart these fuck not a penny more. Yeah. So we did. And the fucking homes he was showing me or us, I was like, what the fuck? You can get this for 250000 Holy shit. Man, you ever thought about Arkansas, Ray? We got four seats. No. <laughs> you know why I've never thought of Arkansas? Because I've never fucking been there. I've only been to New York and Florida. Myself, That's it. I'm ready, to get, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here, but I've lived here for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Like It's it's time to go check out some. Oh, it's the same in New York, dude. I've been here my whole life. So it's not like, I, you know, I say we're going to sell and we're going to get the fuck out of here. And eventually we will. But where I'm going to go and how that's going to play out, I have no idea. Because, again, this is what I know. You know what I mean? I know New York. I know everybody here. I'm comfortable in my life, even though it's a struggle. But you know, whatever. See, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. But it's it's funny, man. Like I had my first like long term girlfriend before I met my wife, and I was with her for a few years, and then like I literally left her, you know, to to be with my wife. So I really, if I was going to leave, it would have probably been in that gap. But because she was kind of rooted here and I really wasn't in a situation to go anywhere at the time, like, I stayed, but I really wanted to leave then. Makes sense. And now I get it. We're, we're paying down debt and we've got like four or five years to, to get everything to comfortably. Like, we could pay it in three if we fucking just powerhoused it, but I don't want to, I don't want to tighten up the belt that much, you know? It's, you know, debt's a motherfucker, man. It's crushing. It's it's like a plague in this fucking country, the way they, they, they kind of entrap young people in, get them into a point where they, they owe, you know, ridiculous sums of money and just keep tacking onto it so they never get out. Well, that's never. Happened, man. We were spinning our fucking wheels, and uh, finally my wife, she's really smart, man. She turned around. Mine too. 
and she she realized that she could work the system a little and we could consolidate and and figure it out and she did so we're on a good plan. for her man that's what's up this. we're gonna get the shit paid we're not having to just you know really struggle but as long as everything keeps coming in the same way then we should be good in a couple of years but the plan is is i i don't want to raise my kid here man there's still a lot of really weird situations that happen in this state just from being here with oh sure with the people you meet and the people you talk to and the, the school systems and i just i don't know I, I think i'd rather go to more liberal place for the kid for a little while and then let him kind of branch out later He's only a year I and tell a half you. now, so I've got some some time. He'll be like six by the time we get paid off, and then maybe he can start like, you know, learning about the world with a little bit more of a mix. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. It's it's a weird uh, it's it's a weird scenario because I could the same could be said in New York, which is extremely fucking liberal. And New Rochelle, we have a great, great, great school system. Sometimes I wish I was somewhere else. I wish my kids were somewhere else experiencing another situation because yeah. it sucks here too, man. It's 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 not that there's definitely diversity here, right? You got a lot of Spanish, a lot of black, a lot of a lot of white, a lot of like there's a mix, which is all well and good, but it's not always good. You know what I mean? Because along with that comes a lot of bad as well, and they just kind of I don't know how to say it right. Um, well, there ain't no right I way guess to the, say it because I'm finna, I'm finna drop one too. <laughs> so you go right on ahead. <laughs> no, no. Well, what what I'm getting at is like they tend to, uh, fuck. What, how do I say? It? Like they gloss over situations way too easy. So when it's a real situation, like when it's when gang related situation or something like that, instead of dealing with the gang situation, they'll just be like, ah, oh, it's just kids being kids. It's like, yeah. no, motherfucker, this was a serious. So to me, I'm just saying, like again, it's a very liberal place and it's great sometimes. Not so great other times. One of the biggest problems that I have here my whole life, so I've experienced some of the, the really the nicest people I've met here, and I've met some of the shittiest people, dude. <laughs> and and one thing that still gets me, and this happens a lot more than I'd like it to, is I get somewhere and I get to know somebody. Like maybe I deliver tires. I don't know if I've told you that. That's and uh, so I'm, I'm in and out of shops all day with these roughnecks, these mo- these motherfuckers covered in grease, you know, and sweat. And uh, I'll get to liking somebody, you know, about having conversation back and forth, and it's all good, and we got some shit in common. I'm like, yeah, dude, hell yeah, da 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 da. And then one day he'll fucking come and hit me with an N bomb, and he'll drop that. Oh shit! Like, oh. <laughs> it hurts my feelings, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, all right, Jody, you may not know, there's there's obviously a lot of shit we don't know about each other, right? My oldest son, John, the one I was telling you about earlier, so a lot of people, when they say shit like that, I have to get furious, because I'm like, dude, how could, we're in 2017, how is this still a thing? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? However, I have a lot of black friends in in my own neighborhood, my neighbors and, and their friends and whatever, and we hang out in the summer, we have barbecues. And they drop N-bombs religiously. Like, this shit is never... <laughs> now, not not with the hard R. You know what I'm saying? But they'll no. be... You know, they're used it's to it with the A. now to hear it. Because that's what I say. I don't oh. hear it a lot. 
but it oh yeah, 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 somebody that like I said, I'm jiving with. Like it, it breaks my heart, Ray. I'm standing there and they say something like, yeah. The other day I was walking in and I don't know if you've seen the news, but we've kind of been in the news lately about some executions and shit. Uh, uh, I haven't seen it. I, I try to pay not pay attention. <laughs> I just don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> well, so this really interesting thing happened here where we have some <coughs> drugs uh, for killing people, right? For lethal injections. Okay. They're about to go bad, higher, right? Oh, we got to use them. Okay. <laughs> Can't waste the money. Okay. So we've, we've got the drugs. They're in the fridge, guys. We have 10 people on death row eight people 10 it's it's 10 or 8 I can't remember they announced hey guys this shit's gonna go out of date we're gonna kill 10 people in 8 days on Sunday 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 we're fucking we're killing people yeah like like a monster truck rally (laughs) so (laughs) when that shit hit the the mainstream media here Everybody lost their fucking mind and started protesting it, and they were just like, "You can't kill people." And so it's it's been kind of a crazy last couple of weeks because they've been killing these people. It's just kind of been you know people are protesting. You know what? And they shouldn't. To be honest, you you can't just kill people because the drugs are about to go out of date. Fuck off. You know well, what I mean? I mean? Now here's the thing, though. These these people are death row inmates, and the people that have been killed thus far are have been convicted of pretty heinous fucking crimes like first degree murders kidnap murders of children shit it's is oh yeah 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 no i get it so, i get it believe so me the thing is is here in arkansas the death penalty is kind of a weird thing because of the memphis 3 the fucking uh what's that i said what's the memphis 3 the memphis 3 is that shit that like is these three guys were convicted of a murder back in like the 90s like they were trench coat kids okay and there was uh I, i'm gonna get this all fucked up kid or kids that ended up getting murdered like boy scouts maybe okay that's to prove that you know these kids didn't do it but because nasty kids they fucking got the shit pinned on them and they got deaths like one of them got death sentences over the wow. murders and so they spent I think like 17 years in prison, something like that on death row. That's fucked up. Well, so it became like a pop culture thing. And like Eddie Vedder has been involved with it. They've done concerts here and shit for it. And eventually they got the evidence to prove that they didn't do it. And they got released. They had this, they had a similar one in New York. Uh, not that these, I don't know if they were on death row, but it was a central park jogger case Yeah. with the five. There was five guys that were convicted of it. Uh, for brutally raping and assaulting some woman. They spent 20 years in prison or some number forward. Uh, you know, some years later, uh, through the Innocence Project, I believe, they were exonerated, found out, oh, shit, we had the wrong evidence, uh, you know, and they, they were acquitted. But still, those types of things happen a lot, dude. They do. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, if it's one time, it's way too fucking many. These now, again, so much those kind of I don't... Crimes, though, and that's the problem is, you know, I think... Have you ever seen the movie Dead Man Walking? Mm, I don't. I'm not a guy that's on death row that's been, you know, convicted, and he claims that he didn't do it. It uh, had Susan Sarandon and Sean Penn in it. Okay. But uh, it it was based on the main guy of the Memphis Three. His name's Damian Eccles. Ah, and okay. And there was a um, a, 
like a nun, I think is the right word. Like a just a, a lady of a church who got yeah. involved. And I think what it was is she came to read like the last rites and then found out that he didn't do it and all this shit. It was just a real bummer of a fucking movie. So that, that woman started like reposting the shit too. So that got a following, you know, of the shedding eyes on the thing about them wanting to kill all these people. And uh, then they found out a lot more evidence. Like we haven't had an execution in over 10 years, I think. So these people shit. that are there now didn't even know how to do the shit. They were like, we haven't done this. You know, this is, this is ancient equipment. We've never used it. And probably never thought they would have to. I mean, could you imagine that was your job to, to, to end somebody's life? So that was the point, my wife, because that we're going to come right back to that. The, to wrap up the other thing, I was a little conflicted because the dude that dropped the hated in reference to one of those murders or the executions, he said, oh, oh did you hear that we killed that, Christ. that, you know, in bomb last yeah. night? And I go, oh, fuck. And I was just like, yeah, man, and I just kept on walking, you know. But no, so yeah, the deal just... is, is that was a, a convicted first-degree murder where the dude basically kidnapped this girl and, and I think raped and murdered her. And some shit. It was some crazy shit. Jesus Christ. But uh... the, I agree. The, there are people, obviously, that are on death row and probably deserve, obviously deserve to be there. I'm not saying that everybody's innocent. Yeah. I don't know how I feel on death, the death penalty, though. So this is the thing. So weird. The opposing, it's weird. The opposing attitude, my wife was talking about this, and she shed some light on this. The thing is, is this crew haven't done an execution in 10 years. And also, they've been around these prisoners for the last 15 years. Yeah, that's fucking bizarre, man. So that's, that's kind of really bizarre. Thing. They were like, you know, in most cases that's not the situation there's like a person that comes in and just hits the because my wife said that she's like could you hit the button i said fuck yeah i can hit the button and walk in i don't know this motherfucker bam whatever <laughs> and she said uh, not well, me man i tell you that right is, now is, is if you know this person it turns into like that green miley kind of situation where it's like oh you know you. you've had these conversations with these people and you know their life stories and maybe you feel one way or the other so it makes it even more weird for them you know, really difficult though. Um, when you get to know somebody like that over a 15 year span, right? You really get, to, like you said, you get to know their life story, their history, their family, that direction to begin with. You know, and a lot of a lot of it has to do with exactly what we started out this episode talking about, is being in shit circumstances and dealing with shit circumstances. Yeah. So, like, you know, you find yourself wrapped up in a in a in a gang, or you find yourself molested, and the next thing you know, you're like, you repeat that cycle, or you, fu you see somebody get murdered, and the next thing you know, you're fucked up in the head, and you end up doing these things as well. Yeah. Now, again, I don't know all the reasons why people do all the shit that they do, but I do know that when people are abused, they tend to abuse going forward, you know? It's something I struggle with every day, Ray. I'll be honest. Oh, I know, dude. I get it. I'm with you, too. You know, it's a very... You know, when you feel... <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Sorry. When you feel that sense of injustice in your own personal life, you know, of growing up in harsh, harsh fucking conditions. And I've, I've gone through shit. Everybody's gone through shit. I mean, and, you know, some people's other people's shit. Some people isn't as bad, whatever. It's all perspective, right? It's all what you feel it is. But it's it's it sucks, man. It sucks growing up in a world where you're fucking scared all the time. You know what I mean? And then it's just what it is. Dude, I've made a reference before of like 
so far it's become like my life it's like a shit fire I said if you take a fire and dump 20 pounds of shit onto it you'd probably put the fire out you know what i'm saying some oh, people yeah. they get that they get that 20 pound bag of shit dumped on them and they just can't take it but if you take a little bit of shit and throw it into a fire and progressively just keep adding shit to that fire eventually that fucking shit is gonna be the fuel for that fire 100 percent. you see 100%. what i'm saying like it's it's crazy man of a, a situation to have to go well okay well fuck it just throw that on the pile man we're gonna keep on trucking because i'm not stopping and you can't stop me <laughs> that's but that's the thing right so in all the things that i've been through in my life right and some of them were fucking brutal right but in all the things i've been through in my life i'm here today i'm i'm a happily married man with a happy family and we all got our issues and struggles don't get me wrong but i still have I've come through to the other side where I'm like, you know what? If I didn't go through those things, would I be the same person today? Would I have the same things I have today? Would I understand uh, my wife as well as I do today? Or would she understand me as well as she does today because of, you know, our similar circumstances? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's I'm not saying it's a good thing to go through trauma, but I am saying that there is perspective on the other side where I look back and like, you know what? Yeah, it sucked. It was fucking awful going through some bullshit. But I'm here, and I'm okay, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's where I'm at with it now. The, the podcast and now and the uh, platform. I think oh, yeah. comedy is tragedy plus time. I think I agree. I've had the tragedy, and I think I'm at a point now where it's been enough time that I can talk about things and I can make light of situations. And I just, you know, I try to be funny. <laughs> That's at times that was the only thing you could do. You, you laugh to keep from crying. <laughs> oh hell yeah, dude! I'm I'm with you 100. percent I think that's what, you know, when I was a kid and, and going through shit, that was the only thing that got me through most things was comedy, was trying to make other people laugh so they didn't focus on me. They just focused on what I was saying. You know, you deflect it. You're just constantly deflecting. Well, and you get your attention if you don't get it. You know, or you're only getting negative attention. Positive attention is making somebody laugh, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. <laughs> Rather than having them make fun of me, I just made light of whatever, and then it was funny. And then it was like, oh, that – but, I mean, also, there's more – you know, I don't know. There's so many variables. Who the hell knows? They say that that's kind of the deal with being, like, a stand-up comic is a lot of comedians – are you know not at all but there are a certain brand of you know a lack of attention as children and shit like that and you know serial killers i'm sure that's too. Part yeah, of serial killers have that with the abuse and the lack of i gotta figure out my path <laughs> i think it'd be easier to be a comic so comedy or serial killer there you go <laughs> we all gotta have goals man that's right dress for the job you want <laughs> that's it right there you go Although I don't know how a serial killer dresses. I never met one, but I'm sure it's not, you know, sure it's not anything good. <laughs> I got a shirt with my name on the tag. That's probably step one. <laughs> there you go, right? There you go. Shit. Well, Ray, it's been good chatting with you, man, like I said. And uh, I'm going to look through this. 
I, I think everything recorded. Uh, it looks a little beefy on my end. Like some of the the sound wave looks pretty thick, so I may have to kick the volume back a little. But uh, I think hey, it did do good, what you got to do, brother. So, but no, it was it's really cool, man. I appreciate you talking. And like I said, fucking anytime, man. I'm I'm down. This is kind of my new my new hobby. So I'm just trying to fill everybody out and make a make a couple friends. <laughs> Nah, man, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me on, man, or yeah. chatting, or whatever the hell we're doing. I don't even know if this is going to be an episode, but if it is... <laughs> it might be. That's just, you know. They judge a boy by his friends, and all of mine are trash. They say you find your own level, well, I'm a snake in their grass. But I can't help the things I do I've always been attracted to Cheap Thrills Don't you know I like cheap Thrills Night after night Cheap Thrills Well, if you ain't supposed to do it, I will Got a low reputation in that bad attitude. Cause all I want to do is something that I ain't supposed to do. But I can't change the things I love. I guess I'm just a victim of. You know I like cheap, cheap thrills Night after night, cheap, cheap thrills Well, if you ain't supposed to do it, I will